Leicester City is true. Leicester City is true. Leicester City is true. Leicester City, we... Jamie Vardy, we hate you. Why are we singing about Leicester, si? <laughs> Because his case involved Vosper University, mm. which I think is in Leicester. It is. Good geography. Are you Many counting us in? Yeah, do you want to count us in, Jack? I'll do it, yep. In a different language? Guess the language. French, Italian. See if you can guess this. Okay. Fünf, six, sieben, acht. Welcome to the Blackadders Employment Team Podcast, where you have your very own employment lawyer in your pocket. This podcast is intended for managers and business owners and should keep you on the straight and narrow with your staff. This is our Law Behind the Headlines season. We take a look at the stories making the headlines and ask, is this case for real? How did the employer get away with that? And what is the law behind the headlines? Was that German, Jack, was it? That could have been German, actually, Si. <laughs> was that what you were doing there? It was Couldn't German. Well done. Good it stuff. Was, yep, it was going back to my standard grade, Blair Gowrie High School, uh, German. Good stuff. So, as ever, in Season 6, this episode is brought to you by thepodcasthost.com, the ultimate how-to podcast resource on the web. They can help you with anything podcast-related, from planning, launching your show, equipment, editing growing an audience and even monetizing your show to get some dollars and cents. Check out their free step-by-step guide on how to start your very own podcast at thepodcasthost.com slash start. Well done, Jack. How come we've not monetized this? Have we not? Have yet to see a bean. <laughs> I see them. But there you go. In the parish of accounts. <laughs> you don't see them, I see them. Ah, there we go. Many case. Okay, we're going to talk today about the case of Sobnak against Loughborough University, um, which is a recent case which involves the following. So Mr. Sobnak was employed as university teacher in physics. He also had a second job with the university as a warden of student accommodation. And as his, as his job as a warden... Mr. Sobnak was the main warden and he had beneath him three sub-wardens who would assist him in carrying out his duties. Okay. As part of the rules, wardens and sub-wardens got their own accommodation. This is part of, but distinct from, the halls of residence itself. And they also get paid a salary. It's not bad gig, eh? Living no. in the halls of residence with all these young students. <laughs> Mr. Henry was a sub-warden for Mr. Sobnak. Mr. Sobnak discovered that Mr. Henry was leaving his job to start another sub-warden role in another hall. Mr. Sobnak commented that Mr. Henry was leaving the hall was, inverted commas, the best thing that ever happened to the hall. And this occurred in June, July 2018. That cuts to the core, that comment, doesn't it? Doesn't it's magnitudinally black eyes, yes. The best thing that happened to black eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That'd probably be factually accurate, but in any case. And so... Uh, what happened after that, uh, Mr. Sobnak's manager spoke to him about his behaviour and told him that he doesn't expect to see any repetition of such a lack of professionalism. And his manager commented that Mr. Sobnak's subsequent comment was unnecessary and unprofessional, and he hoped not to speak about it again in the future. Okay, so that's not formal disciplinary action, is it? Nope, that was that was just a quiet uh, word in your shell, big man type okay. situation. Okay, okay, okay. So that was in July 2018. In May 2019, Mr. Sobnak sent an aggressive texts to another subwarden, Miss Chan. His texts read, inverted commas, 
Why don't you listen? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Say to us been decided, exclamation mark. Six question marks, eh? Isn't that bad? Yeah. Mr. Sognak also left an aggressive phone message for Miss Chan as well. Miss Chang has not been um, not been treated very well so far. No. He sent a series of um, texts with a number of punctuation marks, and these included, Do you have to stay for dinner? Four question marks this time. <laughs> Ms. Chang responded, Well, they invited me to attend. And Mr. Sobnak responded, And you got the invitation today? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Three. So he, at least he's reducing the number of question marks. <laughs> Maybe he might have been better off using emojis or something. <laughs> or a sarcastic thumbs up emoji would be better, wouldn't it? Probably would have hit the nail on the head. In any case, again, Mr. Sobnak's manager warned him. The warning came in written form and said the following, both inverted commas, the tone and manner of some of your communications has been unhelpfully emotive. Your tone towards Miss Chan in public and private includes inferences as to her personal integrity. I note there's an issue with one of your communications which you had accepted. I asked you to reflect on this for a future, some instances, and adopt a different tone. So that was in May, and then fast forward to October of the same year, 2019, and Mr. Sobnak had another encounter with a new sub-warden, this new character into the mix, Ms. Doma. Okay. And um, Mr. Sobnak was insistent that Ms. Doma should deal with one of the Hall of Residence students, and his text narrated, You tried to see X only once, yes? Yet again, question mark. Is it a pastoral matter? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't he? He's got keyboard courage, some would say. Yeah, exactly. And and um, we all know somebody that, that's got the keyboard courage. He also yeah. commented... <laughs> <laughs> he also commented during one text conversation, this is bullshit, star, star. <laughs> I was close, Jack. I read it in there. This is Bull SH1T. That's the boy. Mm-hmm. I will continue having meetings on weekends. And Mr. Sobnak also referred to Ms. Doma and her colleagues as, this one's a bit strange, bloody foreigners. Hmm. In a conversation at the top table, Mr. Sobnak also stated, Jesus was a gay man and that he had no children. <laughs> so the relevance of that. What a strange individual Mr. Sobnak is. He sounds like an oddball. Isn't that funny? Sending kind of crazy text to his subordinates. Mm-hmm. Be honest. They're subwardens, aren't they? They're subordinates. Subwardens, he's the, um, he's the kingpin. He's the main warden. And they were all volunteers. He was the only one who was actually on salary. Yeah. In any case, Mr. Sobnak's manager wanted him out. No investigation took place. His manager didn't try and establish the facts. He wanted him out regardless. Mr. Sobnak was dismissed. And surprise, surprise, otherwise we wouldn't be talking about it today, <laughs> he raised an employment tribunal claim against the university. Okay, so what should the headline be for this crazy story, Jack, do you think? Mm, I'm going to go with physics lecturer given a harsh lesson in punctuation and then exclaims in the employment mm. tribunal scoop 15k nah, that's a good one Jack you like that is that the word kind of exclaims makes that reference to exclamation marks it does say it does how's about don't let punctuation become a 
punctuation. Nice. He's kind of aggressively kind of punching Punchy, text form. Yeah. Is that good, do you think? I think that's good, Si. I see what you've done. Which one wins then, yours or mine? Probably yours, as always. <laughs> I think yours is good, Jack. You can win today. Thanks. What, was, what, the was, actual what was the headline then, Jack? What was it actually? The actual headline was, and I think we both uh, beat this one, but anyway. <laughs> what? Question mark, what? question mark, question mark, question mark. University lecturer wins 15k after he was unfairly sacked for using too many question marks in texts. But judge rules excessive punctuation is unnecessarily aggressive. So long hell, isn't it? It's not very short and snappy. I know. Seems to be a theme with these cases that we're <laughs> looking at in this series. All the headlines are absolute beezers. <laughs> okay, so what was considered during the tribunal hearing? So Mr. Sobnak was due to retire eight months after dismissal. The university argued that any compensation should be limited to that date. And this was a successful argument run in the tribunal, and this was found to be a fair argument. So actually, his losses ran for eight months after his dismissal. It's a good argument, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, The university tried to argue successfully that Mr. Sobnak's dismissal was for, not for misconduct, but they went with SOSR, some other substantial reason. Mm Mm-hmm. And the university recognised that it was probably not misconduct, but instead they relied upon a breakdown of the relationship between the employee and the employer. Okay. So I think back to episode one, the BHS v virtual case, um, which includes the test for fair dismissal. Number one, genuine belief. Number two, based on reasonable grounds. Number three, as much investigation as is reasonable in the circumstances of the case. So again, that test was applied in this case, wasn't it, Jack? It was, yeah. The judge applied the virtual test here. And firstly, jumping to part three of the test, the judge <laughs> found that there was no investigation. And so that, I mean, that's the first stage of the process and they didn't even do any investigation. The judge commented that the allegations which were made by Ms. Doma, they were just that, they were allegations. There had been not even as much as a hint or a beginning of an investigation to ascertain the veracity or the accuracy of those allegations. Yes. So again, that was found to be a, an unfair dismissal by the employment judge. Is that right, Jack? It was, yep. And they'd failed on, on the virtual test. Good. There was also stuff about um, the university had clearly placed a, a bit of reliance on the what you might call the totting up process about how Mr. Sobnak had been, you know, he'd been told previously about his professionalism and his communication with colleagues. Yes, yes. However, none of that previous stuff had resulted in any disciplinary action, not no, even was, a warning. As you say, he kind of was told, but you get back in your shell. Is that what you said? Yeah, a word in his shell. A word in his shell. Yeah, totally. And and so, for the purposes of employment law, Mr. Sobnak had a clean disciplinary record. And the judge decided that, in, in the circumstances, no reasonable employer would have dismissed him based on the third incident with Miss Doma. Yes. And this is a common thing which we see, isn't it, Si? Often, employers often, they jump into the sort of, they let somebody away with something once, maybe have a quiet word with them, let them away with it again, maybe have a quiet word with them, but they don't put any disciplinary lines in the sand, no warnings. And then maybe the third or fourth time it happens, they get suitably fed up that they jump straight to escalate to dismissal. That's right. And that's usually going to be unfair. Totally, as it was found in this case. Um, Again, Mr. Sobnak was not offered a right of appeal. The judge made a big play about that, didn't he, in the judgment? Yeah. Um, and again, what the judge said was Loughborough University entered the process with a closed mind and a predetermined outcome. Um, the employment judge ruled that a reasonable employer should not decide 
or the outcome of the meeting before it's taking place. Yep. And so crucially, the employer in this case did not satisfy the BHSV virtual tests and the dismissal was found to be unfair. Was it a big windfall for Mr. Sobnak, Sai? It was not that big because Loughborough University successfully argued that Mr. Sobnak's dismissal was caused or contributed by his own actions, which we often see that, don't we, Jack? Yep. By employers arguing that they've the employees caused their own dismissal. Yeah, it can often sort of, it can often leave a sort of a, make a, a winning a case for a claimant or a, a bit of a bittersweet experience if you if you scoop the victory, but the money that you get gets slashed um, or reduced yep. because your client uh, or the claimants contributed. Yeah, so a lot of about contributed conduct, where dismissal is caused or contributed to by an employee. If it's just negligible to reduce the award, this can be done. So again, in this case, they found conduct. In this case, was blameworthy and culpable. Good. So, I mean, that just, uh, I mean, some of the texts that you've sent me over the years, I would have to raise a few question marks. eh? (laughs) I don't send lots of question marks, do I? Nah. Capital letters. (laughs) Get down here now. (laughs) More emojis is your thing, isn't it, Si? (laughs) That's true. Smiley face. It's more of a Yeah, the passive aggressive thumbs up. So in any case, what was what what was found to be blameworthy here was the fact that Mr. Sobnak's texts were brusque, brusque or brusque, 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 blunt and unnecessarily aggressive in tone. He made no effort to engage, and this was culpable and blameworthy conduct, and therefore an award of compensation should be reduced by twenty five percent. Okay, so again, he was awarded a base award of four thousand pounds. Um, but also awarded his compensation award up until his post-retirement date of £10,000. So again, um, that kind of reduced the award to about fourteen grand. Is that right? Yep, yep. The headlines have rounded up quite generously to fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. <laughs> um, and he wanted his, he want, he actually wanted his job back, can you believe it? He wanted reinstatement wow. as part of the remedy and... Unsurprisingly, given the finding of the breakdown in the relationship, the tribunal um, didn't entertain that and they said, no, you, yeah. you can have some money instead. And as a side note, even though the Mr. Sobnak won his case, the tribunal didn't think he was a credible witness and they found that he was, inverted commas, consciously trying to paint a favourable picture of matters than giving a straight answer to the tribunal. So again, that was a kind of pretty damning find, finding in the judgment, wasn't it? Yep just goes to show that even someone who's not a credible witness can still win their case. That's true. That's true. Okay, so our three takeaway tips. Jack, what did number one? Tip one, uh, some other substantial reason can be used to dismiss somebody when relationships have broken down irretrievably, but remember that the virtual test still applies. So above it, above all else, investigate, investigate, investigate. That was the key failure in this case. Okay. Yeah, well, actually, one in the tapestry of failures. A tapestry of failures. <laughs> okay. Um, tip two, even if the employer has not categorised the reason for dismissal as misconduct, SOSR, in this case, the tribunal can still make reductions to compensation for conduct which is culpable or blameworthy. And then thirdly, if an employer does decide to use SOSR, as a reason for dismissal, 
we, we know that the ACAS code of practice doesn't apply to those kinds of dismissal, but don't rest on your laurels because <laughs> um, whilst it's true that ACAS code doesn't apply, the tribunal here made it clear that a reasonable employer would still have conducted some form of procedure akin to a disciplinary procedure. Good. Right, well, that concludes episode five of season six. Yes. Any more Leicester City songs for us, Simon, before Leicester we sign off? Leicester City is true. Is that the same one? Leicester City is true. Leicester City is true. Leicester City, we love you. It's that old universal football chant that you can modify to Dandy any Dundee United is true. <laughs> Dundee United is true. Four for Athletic, it's true. <laughs> On that happy note, thanks for listening, guys. Good stuff. Cheers and cheerio. Cheerio.